What's up, Matt? What is What's episode is this? Number three? Number three? 14. Number, no. Yeah, it's four. 14? It's four. It's four. 14 total because we did 10 the first time when oh. I was thinking about last episode how we were 13. But it is four. Season four. four. Episode mm-mm, four. Mm-mm. Episode mm-mm. four of season two. Season two. Starting off great. Episode four. <laughs> we know what's going on, guys. Don't worry about it. I, okay. Do you know? I don't know that it's really our style, but I think we should start introducing ourselves again because I think we haven't in the last like eight episodes. <laughs> Um, said our names or anything don't know who we are (laughs) i don't know if people are listening (laughs) but if people are listening then i know they don't know who we like if people are listening and don't know us then i don't know how they would know us apart that's true but i also wonder how they got to us if they don't know us at all we're online you can find us (laughs) the internet's a wild place we're just not Uh, publicizing it very well no but we're working on it we're working on it we're gonna so Uh, just in case no one knows very briefly um my name is kate lauren calls me mav short for maverick most people in my life do so don't be surprised if that comes up my name's lauren hi everybody you can call me Lauren or whatever you want. Doesn't really you're still low nicks in my phone. Hey, that's honestly my favorite nickname. So I like that. If one we a lot. become homies, that's what you can call me. I think I, I think it was literally just your. I never asked if I could call you that, and it's been <laughs> your name in my phone from the first time we met when we were like. I feel like we were always friends. I feel like we were yeah. always more than acquaintances, but like yeah. we're clearly good friends now. Yeah. And so you were Lonix from like day one. Well, that's fine, man. I love Lonix. It has a really nice flow to it. It It's what I call you in my head. Anyway. Oh, yes. Anyway. Who are we talking about today, Matt? (laughs) This one was kind of interesting. And I think it's going to be a good one because I think you're going to be at least vaguely familiar with who we're talking about. This is good. And it is one of those that I walked into it thinking one thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of right, but there's also complications. Oh. Okay. So, also, apparently, we're going back to the early gimmicks that we were trying to do and trying to, like, actually have some continuity in our podcast. So, I'm going to try our, like, slogan again. Our slogan? I'm our, like, motto. I don't know. It's not a motto. I don't know. A slogan's the best I could come up with. So, if you want to know how to break up, we probably can't help you. But this no. is at least how Oscar <laughs> Wilde and Lord Alfred Douglas did it. I do know who Oscar Wilde is. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I I just, I know he's an important figure in yeah. some industry. He is important. I don't know anything about his wife or the lady. Well, so you're gonna. I'm ready to learn. All right. Everything in moderation, including moderation. I don't like always that. Forgive, always forgive your enemies. <laughs> Nothing annoys them so much. Are these Oscar Wilde quotes? I can resist everything except temptation. To love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. These are all Oscar Wilde quotes. And they, at least some of them, are like super famous. I had no idea they were Oscar Wilde. I mean, all of these are at least vaguely famous quotes. Known to me, I didn't know any of these were Oscar Wilde when I started. And there's like so many more. Yeah, I didn't know. I've heard all of those quotes, I'm pretty sure. And I I think maybe I knew one or two were Oscar Wilde. But he's a he's got some good lines in there. Matt, he's got some good, you know? good one-liners. Yeah, yeah. I don't agree with all of them. But most of them, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Oscar Wilde was born Oscar Fingal O'Flaherty like Wills Wilde. The Irish okay, are going to come whole- for me for that. His but whole name is fucked. But <laughs> Irish is really difficult because most Irish people just like fully speak English with an Irish accent. Everything's normal. And then they're going to toss yeah. out an Irish word and you're like, what the fuck? So I'm sure that I said that wrong. But it's like his name is Oscar Wilde and he's got a lot of fancy stuff in it. He was born on October 16th, 1854 in Dublin. Oh, his parents, he's an old man. Old mm-hmm. ass man. His parents, okay. Sir William and Lady Jane Wilde, were known in Bublin in Bublin in Dublin as intellectuals. Is Sir 
his actual name or is it no, like sir, William? Like it's sir. his title. It was he was. Uh, he's a sir okay. and she's a lady. Yeah, man. And uh, they were well known in Dublin as intellectuals. William oh. was a doctor and Jane was an activist who published anti-British poems. Oh, they didn't like the Brits. The Irish usually don't. <laughs> Why is that, man? It's just, uh, that's a colonialism. I don't. History? I. It's like one of those things that, like, I know, but I don't know. It's like mm. the British colonized Ireland or, like, took Ireland before they took anywhere else. Yeah. You know? And Ireland's So they've still been beefing this whole time. Yeah. Ireland, Scotland, Wales, they're all still beefing with them. Like, you think that the, like, the far out places they colonized are mad? The people are that are within the United Kingdom are also mad. That makes, well... I mean, including the they Irish. gave it back. They they got it back, right? Like they no, they're still in the they United never... Kingdom. I I think it's complicated. I think more than anything else, it's very complicated. But <laughs> it uh, the Irish don't like they don't the fuck British. With the Brits, as a rule, it's not they're not their favorite people. But I don't yeah, think it's that no, deep anymore. Fair. You know, I don't think they're like actively coming for them all the time. Hey, but sometimes you you get on my shit list once, Mab, and you're probably there for life. So. Yeah. Well, I think when the Queen died. At an Irish football game, they, like, cheered and sang a happy song. Checks out. So I think there's still some <laughs> negative feelings going for that. Got some, got some animosity there still. So. Yeah. All right. Which, not my business. I'm just here to report the facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Oscar was the younger of William's two legitimate children. Uh, his father had had at least three illegitimate children before he got married. And in this context, illegitimate just means like he just was fucking around with like other illegitimate women. means they weren't. He never married their mother, right? Yes, of so the he three just first had some children. babies out of wedlock. Were they from yeah. the same mom or like three different moms? I think they were from two different moms. I think he had Ooh. twins or two children with one, and then one with another. Wow, Good and for he him. for sh- I mean, well, I, yeah, and he for sure had at least those three. He might have had more. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he got around. He's a player. Play, his, player. <laughs> his older brother, Willie, was more conventionally successful when they were children and adolescents in school. Like, Wait, he got I have better a grades question and stuff. Yeah. About the children. So, so you said Oscar is illegitimate or legitimate? No, Oscar is legitimate. He is the second son of his father and mother. Okay. Who were married. Yeah. And but but in their family was there a kid who was illegitimate? Not living with them in the household. I think two of the oh. kids were living with their uncle who was like uh, a priest or a minister or something and uh-huh. he took them in. They were like his wards. And then another one, like the kids that were illegitimate were living with their mothers or they were living with that uncle. With and that uncle is William's brother? Sir William's brother. brother. Yeah. Yeah. The da- yeah, cuz okay. the son is the, the oldest brother. son's also named William, but I think I call him uh, Willie throughout to keep it <laughs> free Willie. Big Willie Smith. Okay. Okay. So like his I father and mother were the sir and lady. They yeah. were married and everything like that and uh uh-huh. they were him and his older brother Willie were the legitimate children. Okay. Uh his older brother Willie was more conventionally successful like I was saying, he got better grades in school. Basically, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. from the outside, if you were looking at them, you might think that Willie was like going to be more successful, but their mother and Oscar himself like believed that Oscar was going to be the sort of star of the family. They could wow. she could tell from an early age that he had some sincere genius about him. Some what so she genius? thought sincere. Oh, sincere. Uh huh. Okay. So I don't, I, I don't think it was like she had a favorite or anything like that, and like she mistreated Willie. But I think she Sounds just saw like something special favorite. in Oscar. Yes. Who knows? I mean, clearly she wasn't wrong. So yeah, he went to Trinity College in Dublin from 1871 to 1874, from the ages of 17 to 20, mm-hmm. uh, with Willie, who I think was like two years older than him, and they shared a dorm. Cute. He became okay. very interested in ancient Greek history and would remain very interested in ancient Greek history and like reference Greek gods and uh, Greek myths and stuff like that throughout his life. Yeah. 
Okay. He excelled at Trinity, we becoming the first in class during his first year there. He Trinity, for that's the college he went to? Trinity College in Dublin, yeah, which is still mm. around, still super famous, probably one of the most famous schools in Ireland. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> I don't want to, like, speak out of turn because I've never been to Ireland, but I think it's, like, the Oxford or Cambridge of Ireland. You know, I think it's one of their big, impressive schools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Good for you, Oscar. He applied for and won a scholarship to Magdalen College, Oxford, and started attending that university in 1874. They keep okay. calling it Magdalen College, Oxford. I think it is just Oxford. I think it's one of the schools within that university. This is still in Ireland? No, Oxford is in Oxford, England. Like, Oxford is Oxford. There's only one Oxford? I'm sure there's more than one. Like, I'm sure someone else named their school Oxford, but the one I'm talking about <laughs> is the one you're thinking of, you know? Okay. Yes. Okay, so he's a smarty smart pants, and he's going to some smarty smart schools. Pretty smart, pretty smarty smart pants. And is it was is, a- is Willie is Willie just out of the picture at this point? Not out of the picture, but like no one cares about that kid anymore. Yeah, Willie is existing and being successful in his own way, but I didn't really keep track of what he was doing. He doesn't matter. Okay, there's no like falling out or anything dramatic happening with Willie. He's just yeah, yeah. being a normal he's just happy person, going on his path. Yeah, sure. It was at Oxford that he became a Freemason, which affected the way he dressed. He was a very visually forward person. He dressed in velvet suits and he had flowing hair that went like a little bit past his ears. Oh. He just like, you know, he had expensive taste and he certainly like yeah, looked yeah. like it, you know. He was a looker. He was into yeah. the aesthetics. What's a, what's a Freemason? Freemason is a like social club kind of group. I don't, it might be more like a fraternity might be a better way to put it. A Freemason. Is it kind of like the good old boys? Well, a Freemason is the thing that, like, all those myths about our founding fathers are, you know, with the, like, eye and the the pyramid and, like, national treasure thing. Like, it's that kind of stuff. What? Those are the Freemasons. I don't There's, Yeah. Like, that they were all a part of a... I think they try to pretend the Freemasons is more like a cult, but I think it was more like a social club. Like, they're all part of the Illuminati or something? Yeah, they act like it's like that, but it's, I don't think the Freemasons were really like the Illuminati, but I don't know. (laughs) He was, but you could publicly be a Freemason. You can't publicly be a member of the Illuminati. Well, except for Beyonce. (laughs) How many episodes can we mention Beyonce? Every single one. Every single one. Every single one. Did you hear, Mav? Her and Jay-Z just bought the most expensive house that's ever been sold in California. Yeah, two hundred million dollars. I'm about to, Crazy. I'm about to go fucking find that house. It looks super. <laughs> of course, it would for well, two hundred million dollars right now. She's not at the house. Exactly. So it's like, you know, who's in that house right now, Mav? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just hope to visit someday. <laughs> uh, he didn't like sports, but he was a fairly tall and solid person. There's a story about uh, a group of fellow students that tried to attack him. Attack him. And he Uh was able to fight them off. Like, there were four guys that went and tried to fight him. And he was able to fight them all off. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. Because they were jealous of how smart he was. Maybe. That's why any guy fights anybody. I think that people know the reason that the people tried to fight him. I just, I don't care. I didn't remember. Oh, okay. I just thought it was more important that he was able to fight them off. So he was, like, not athletic, but he was still, like, capable. (laughs) Yeah. He's a tough, a tough fella. Yeah. In 1876, okay. his father died, and <gasps> Oscar went home to help his family sort of through the process. They yeah, discovered that Sir to. William was actually very deep in debt, and the family was nowhere near as wealthy as they thought they were. Wow, what a, what a dick. I know. This yeah. mostly affected his mother, who would go from living on, like, a thousand pounds a year to just like a hundred pounds a year or something like that how like she yes. went from being able to live lavishly to having to i think that the he was their father was getting debts to be able to continue to pay for their lifestyle oh okay and he was but getting when the he debts, died he hadn't paid them off and but they still had the properties and the assets that they had before so they had to, right. like, sell some stuff off to make up the debt and figure stuff out. They just went from being, like, apparently very wealthy to just being, like, it seems comfortable, wealthy. but to them it was not great. 
Right. You know, it's like a it's like a Shit's Creek vibe, but maybe not as extreme. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Oscar went back to school and focused on providing for himself, doing what he believed was his like gift, writing, which was a writing. writing. Right. Yes, he's a writer, and he he did get stuff from his father like in the estate so it wasn't like he was left with nothing but it wasn't like i think that him and his brother were expecting to come into like thousands and thousands of pounds and like be wealthy and it wasn't that right yeah so sad in 1878 at the age of 24 he won a prize for a poem called ravina and received his degrees from oxford in classical moderations and literae humaniores which i'm not exactly sure what that is but i think it's like classic uh art and literature you know okay so he's still much he's still very into like he's still intellectuals yeah yeah he's still a smart smart after graduation he rented a house in london and continued to write he began to mingle in London society and quickly became sort of famous for his wit. That's where a lot of the quotes kind of come from. He was a famous huh. wit. And so people would remember what he said and write them down. And like he would write them down and he just, he was very witty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He published a book called Poems, uh, which was not like particularly well received, but it still was a published book. That's in cool. 1882 a, at the age. Was he also a poet? Like, he, yeah. that was something he dabbled That's in. That's mostly what he was writing at first, were poems and then I think maybe oh. some essays and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, finally, in 1828, when Oscar was 28 years old, Gilbert and Sullivan published a book called Patience, which had mm-hmm. a character that was inspired by or at least very similar to Oscar. Uh-huh. And so in order to publicize the book... They hired Oscar to go on a speaking tour in the U.S. So for... Wait, wait. It was supposed to... Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, So other people... Gilbert and Sullivan published a book called Patience. Yeah. And I think the main character of that book is inspired by Oscar or is very similar to Oscar. Okay. What... what, um, Like like the main character is a smarty It would be like... This isn't like... Yeah. It would be like if someone wrote a novel and the main character was really similar to like Paris Hilton or something. Mm -hmm. And then they hired Paris Hilton to do the book tour. Even though she had nothing to do with the book, really. Yeah. They hired Paris Hilton to go to events and sort of talk about herself and the book would also be there. But she wouldn't, like, he didn't talk about the book. He would go and talk to them about his philosophies of life and just like talk to them Uh, as himself. And the book is just kind of like... If also you want to there. read this book, it yeah. might sound It's like familiar. if you liked if you liked what he said in his type of person, that's the same style as this book. I see. So it's kind of like the OG, like uh, sponsored, you know, yeah, style like an almost things. like an influencer kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good on you, Oscar. The former tour was extended to an entire year because it was such a success, and he did gain like. He, again, wasn't, like, wealthy, but he was able to provide Mm -hmm. for himself with the money from this tour. Well, that's nice. He went back to Dublin in 1884 and was reintroduced to Constance Lloyd. She was the daughter of a wealthy lawyer. They had met previously at parties and in London and things like that, but they had been, like, reintroduced to each other here. Mm -hmm. They got married on May 29th, 1884, partially because her rich father would help supplement the speaking event money and allow him to continue living lavishly, and partially to keep the rumors of his sexuality at bay. Because this whole time there have been rumors that he's gay. Was he gay, Mav? This would make me like him a lot more. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, he was married to this woman. Well, that's just because of the times, but he's a gay They had two sons, Cyril, born in 1885, and Vivian, born in 1886. Zero was the name of the first son? Cyril, C-Y-R, C-Y-R-I-L. Oh, Cyril. Like, like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Vivian. Okay, so. But Vivian, instead of I's, Vivian is spelled with Y's, and Vivian is the boy. (laughs) What? He had two sons, Cyril and Vivian. I think Vivian must be an Irish name for boys. (laughs) Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, interesting. This lady. So maybe, like, maybe he was bi, but I think he was gay, you know? Why do you think he was gay? Sorry. Um, Because of the way that he wrote and the way that he talked about his relationship with men, it seemed like that's what he was actually interested in. Like, very. (laughs) He never really wrote. He never really wrote lovingly about his wife. I don't think that anyone argues that he's bi either. I don't think I'm not trying to like buy a bi erasure or anything like that. I oh, don't that know he that could he. Be bi? Yeah, I want it noted that he could be. He was married to a woman, so he could be right. bi. So yes, yes, he could be technically. But most people yeah. think that he was just gay. 
and that obviously being gay at that time was not like a thing you could do really so he just married a woman as most i'm I'm assuming as most gay people did yeah he married a woman and had a family right okay but he still wrote like a gay man Oscar continued speaking event, speaking at events and met a young 17-year-old named Robert Ross in 1886. Uh, when, is this going to get weird? When Oscar was 32. Already said Robert weird. was a huge fan of his work and was reportedly a like known homosexual. Like he was out and about. Oh, respect. The two started a relationship with Robert being said to have seduced Oscar. Yes, that's where that's where that's where Oscar Wilde's story gets complicated. Is that okay? Sure. It's like it's kind of like uh, Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused, where he's like, "I love high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age." You know, like he's Oscar's getting older, but the men that he's dating are mostly seventeen to twenty-one years old. Gross. Uh, but not my but, favorite. But thing. you just not not great. But you just said that it was this 17-year-old. What's his name? Robert? Yes. Reportedly, Uh, Robert was a known homosexual. So it's kind of like, my understanding of it is that Oscar might have been gay his whole life, of course. Yeah, but he's he's never acted on it and and kind of been mostly asexual or just a non-sexual person for most of his his adolescence. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so... Robert Ross introduced the idea of homosexuality to Oscar. And it was like his first, right, yeah. sec- his first experience with that. That's my he understanding, but I box. don't know for sure. And I don't know no, that, that we can that, like know for sure. No, but we're just, we're just having a chat. But also okay, it's so- worth mentioning that at this time in a uh, Victorian society, women were getting married at 14 and it was accepted. Oh, sure. It's not right. Yeah. You know, no, no, but I yeah, think but it's I worth like it. understanding the Things context of the situations that yeah. children were not treated. Children of probably like 13 and up were not treated like children when they should have been. No, no. They're like adults giving, having babies and stuff. So, yeah. So, but what you're saying is that like this, it wasn't weird in the, in this time for Oscar and this guy. To, I, well, I mean, other than the fact that it's it was hard gay, to say, but like age wise, that's, it's not weird. It's hard at to that say. time. Uh, it would not have been weird if Robert was a girl. Right. Yes. Okay. That's that's what I'm saying. Or that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that like, I don't know if they had different ideas of how old a, a boy or a man should be to be involved in those situations or not. I don't know. But they didn't care if a girl of that age would have been involved with a man of 32. They would have happily married her off. Right. Yes. I, and thought I, nothing I would assume of it. that the qualms would have been that they're two men and not that they're yeah. one's a child and the other one's a grown-ass adult. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Well. And I and I think it's definitely valid to mention that now that gives us the ick and it should. And that back then it probably should have given them the ick too. You know, they're every... <laughs> you know, I that's think, all I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Anything in the 1800s and early 1900s gives me the ick. There's a pretty big dialogue about Oscar Wilde now that we'll get into as we keep going mm-hmm. that tries to villainize him for the ages of these boys. And I think that's oh, a really like a- valid thing to say in general, but I do think yeah. it's conflating and sort of misrepresenting the situation at times. So I just like, yeah, yeah. it's a little complicated, but I want to give you yeah. the facts. There's, there's some layers there. Okay. But Oscar is a gay man. He obviously never got to yes. like, live his truth. So it is now manifesting in some weird fucking ways. Yes. Cool. Okay. He continued writing and publishing poems and essays while also privately dating a few young men, usually in their teens or early 20s. A few? Until about 1890. Yeah. He's sort of like, so Oscar was kind of famous. Mm-hmm. And so he had fans, you know what I mean? Oh, so he had some groupies and he Yeah. And he kind he of like him. him and Robert Ross were always very close and were very mm-hmm. good friends, but they weren't in like a monogamous relationship. Sure. Per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was dating a few young men until 1890 when he published his first masterpiece, the novel The Picture of Dorian Gray. <gasps> I had to read that in high school. Yeah? Yeah, and so I actually then, remember it. The novel tells the story of a young man who sells his soul to look young forever. However, yeah, what he actually he promises is that he will doesn't. not grow old while the portrait painted of him ages instead. Yeah. The story also yeah. focuses on a... Yeah. And the story focuses on a deeply personal relationship between three men. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Oh, oh, oh. I don't remember I just that thought part. from the look on your face that you were like thinking. I was thinking. I'm thinking about what... <laughs> 
<laughs> what I remember most from that story, though, Mab, is is that that guy was like a narcissist and kind of really obsessed yeah. with himself. Yeah. So I, I don't, the other two men, I mean, I know he had people around him, but I didn't, <laughs> because he was so into himself, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't like, well, recognize the other two relationships. That might tell you something about Victorian England. In that that's what they were really most concerned with, were these three men and the homoerotic relationship between them. Do you, was that, from your own personal opinion, do you feel like that was dictated, like, well in the book? Like, that was, like, a main, I just missed that part. (laughs) Mav, you love reading things, though. Yeah, well, it's on my list. I, like, have it, but I haven't read it. You never had to read it in high school or, like, Uh -uh. in school in general? Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. Interesting. Okay. In response to the critics calling the book... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you ever do read it, I'm interested to know what you think. I'm going to read it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> probably probably in the month that, like, it's your turn to do all the research, which is not this month, but next month. Or it's not, like, the next episode, but the next one, just so you know. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. Because of the relationship between the three men, the novel was almost immediately controversial And in response to critics calling the book evil or immoral, Oscar said, there is no such thing as a moral or an immoral book. Books are well-written or badly written. That is all. I honestly agree with that. Yeah, me too. I agree with a lot of his quotes. Sometimes I just don't want to do it, you know? (laughs) You don't want to agree with it? No, but like everything in moderation except moderation. I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to do stuff in moderation. I want to do it all. I I thought he said everything in moderation, including moderation. Which? Oh yeah. Wait a second. Wait He's a like, second. That's man. the that's the irony within the quote. Yeah, I thought. Okay, I definitely misunderstood that when you were first reading his quotes at the beginning of this, and now yeah. I fucking I I I like it's that a good quote a lot. It is good. It is good because it means sometimes go fucking wild. Yeah, they are, but it takes you a minute. You got to think about it. They're you know they're layered, layered. He has this. He's like. A really dry British sense of humor. He has another quote that was in the movie about him that I watched, which stars Stephen Fry, who looked like, you know who Stephen Fry is? The British comedian presenter guy. He's old now, but he wasn't in 1999 or something when this movie was made. But he looks scarily similar to Oscar Wilde, just in general, like paintings or not paintings, but like pictures of Oscar Wilde look like him. Anyway. That's funny. The book was a great success anyway. And Oscar was still happily attending London society parties. In 1891, Oscar, then age 37, was introduced to Lord Alfred Douglas, or as his friends called him, Bosey, who I believe was like 21 at the time. Okay, and how old is Oscar now? 37. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... Bosey, Lord Alfred Douglas, his friends called him Bosey, so I'm going to call him Bosey. Bosey was born on October 22nd, 1870. He is 16 years younger than Oscar, which like we've had worse. Yes, yes, yes. And also he's like, you know, of age, actually. Yeah. So I, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not great, but it's the, I guess a little better. He was the third son of John Douglas, the ninth Marquess of Queensbury. So he was an actual member of British nobility. Is that? He had like a title. Frowned upon? No. Because of I mean, their it's all beef? Fr- it's all frowned upon, but you know what I mean? Right, right. Because oh, no. Gay, but now at this, like... at this point, at this point, Oscar is living in London being, you know, he's Irish, but I don't even know if he has an Irish accent. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So he's kind of stealth with it. All right. Yeah. He's vibing. Vibing with the, with the, with the boys. Bosie's father, John, was, by all accounts, an asshole. He was verbally and physically abusive to his two wives and five children. Oh. He had two wives he, at one time or just like no, both of them separately? He had he one was and then too. cheated on her and his, so Bozy's mother was able to divorce him because he was a Good cheater. And yeah. then he married another wife and was abusive towards her and then she died. I don't think she died because of abuse, but I can't remember. Oh, she just died. What a yeah, dick. And he was abusive to all of his children. He was known to walk around with like a whip and just like hit people. What the fuck? Yeah, he this was is, an This asshole. is why like wild times, Mav. Just yeah. like, you know. Well, he's also like important. You know what I mean? Like people, he was a Marquess. What's, what does that mean again? A Marquess is like lower than a duke. Mm, but higher than But a... higher than like a lord or like a, uh, a sir, you know? Which okay. I don't think is a member. For, I don't know British nobility, but it's lower than a duke for sure. Yeah. I think but he has some authority, a, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, Bosey was his mother Sybil's 
favorite child and she spoiled him. He also went to Magdalen College, Oxford, but he went from 1889 to 1893, where he was the editor of a school journal called The Spirit Lamp. Interesting. His father disapproved of the school journal and of his son's general interest in writing. Bosie's oldest brother, Francis, was the secretary to the prime minister, Lord Rosebery, in 1894. It was rumored, and their father believed, that Francis was having an affair with Rosebery. Did the father know that Bosie was gay? I think he was afraid all of his children were gay. Oh, okay. Were they all gay? I don't know. Um, it was just a rumor that Francis was having an affair with the prime minister. It wasn't like proven. Mm. But it was a rumor was. about town. Yeah, I hope it was true. This made the Marquess extremely angry. In 1894, Francis was killed by an accidental gun discharge on a hunting trip at age 27. It was widely I believed to be so. a suicide. Oh. But officially it was an accident. You don't think he was shot? No. No one said that. That's what I thought when I first heard it too. But yeah. no one said that. They said it was a suicide. But they don't, we well, don't know. Well, of course they said it. But like no, but I think that like I don't I don't think that there were people with him. He was on this trip by himself. I don't know. All I know is that mm. an accidental gun discharge technically killed him at twenty seven, and it was widely I, believed to be a suicide. No one believed it to be murder. Of course they didn't, because they don't like gay people. But I just think it's a little fishy, Mav. You know, just a little. While still at Oxford. Bosie went to a party in London and was introduced to Oscar Wilde. The two quickly hit it off and began a relationship. Bosie was said Wait, to I be, we're back, we've merged the storylines now. We're back to where we ended. We stopped at Oscar. We're back to where we stopped at. Right, because I thought they already met Oscar yeah. and Bosie. Bosie just didn't have that much, because he was younger than Oscar and also just in general less interesting. He didn't have that much of a bio <laughs> before he oh, met okay. him. Okay, got you. Okay. So the two quickly hit it off and began a relationship. Bosie was said to be very spoiled, reckless, and rude. He spent wow. money like crazy and expected Oscar to fund his lifestyle and give him lavish gifts. They would fight, break up, and get back together. Mm. For his Sounds part, like Oscar was said to be completely smitten with Bosie. Of course. Bosie of was course. also, like, really pretty. Yeah. I mean, you have to be to act like that. In the movie I was mentioning, Bosie is played by a young Jude Law. Ooh. Who, okay. if we remember, was beautiful. <laughs> was. Is not. He li I mean, I still think he's cute. But, like, he had, like, blonde hair and, like, perfect, like, a perfect little skin and chiseled yeah. face. Whatever or happened like, to him? He used he to be aged, so many like things, we all did. Now, oh, like... he's in stuff. He's in stuff. Is he? He was okay. just Dumbledore. Wait. In the Fantastic what? Beast movies. He's Dumbledore. Oh, I did not. I did not watch those. I can only watch Dumbledore. Where he actually is. and that's He played Dumbledore as a little bit of a hottie. Harry Potter land. But is he that um, old now? That's crazy. No, he's a young Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore at like oh. 40. Oh. Okay. Maybe I should anyway, watch that. Did you don't. like it? J.K. Rowling sucks. Don't want it. She does suck. I'd be more supporting Jude Law, but you're right. I don't want to support it, her. It's not all. worth it. Also, the newest movie's not that good. It's not, not worth it. The one that came out a couple years okay. ago. Yeah. All right. From well, his... Fuck Jude Law. <laughs> no, not fuck Jude Law. Just fuck J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. But Jude, Jude Law agreed to do it. Before those things came out, you know? Really? Really, yeah. though? Okay. I think so. I don't know. It's not, you know, whatever. Yeah. From his right. literary talent and success as a well, as well as his reputation as a great wit and genius, Oscar had many admirers and many young men clung to his every word. Like I was saying before, he had a lot of groupies. But he yeah. only wanted None of these Bozy. groupies were, were women, though? They no. were all just men? Well, I mean, I'm sure that there were female fans of his work, but the, like, he had a the crowd groupies. of young men who were interested in him. And he wrote about, like... Yeah. He definitely had homosexual themes in his writing, so I think other homosexual young men saw that and saw themselves and were interested yeah, you know like i want a piece of that fucking dick also sure. who wouldn't you know if yeah, i was a guy in that time super i would a famous shoot wish, my shot. you know yeah throughout okay. their relationship it is also said that Bosie introduced oscar to the underground world of quote-unquote buying boys they would mm. hire young men for the night or evening and party with them they would Hire young men for the night or evening and then party with them. These were usually men who were anywhere from like 14 to 20 something. Sometimes they were called like rent boys. And it's, it's unclear like... if, I think that in later on we'll get to it, but I think that it was said that Oscar had sex with them, but I don't think Oscar ever said he had sex with them. And honestly, in the movie, yeah. <laughs> which it's a movie's a movie, it's not necessarily true. It was shown that like mostly it was Bosie who was having sex with these boys. 
Mm. And Oscar was just like also there, you know? And yeah. Bozy was 21, so he's at least a lot closer in age to these boys. Well, that's, I guess, maybe a little better, but it's, it's still just I'm just like... adding some complications to it. It's still gross. I don't know if I love that, Mav. No, I don't love it either. At this time, mm. Oscar was writing a play, Salome, the Bible figure who was the stepdaughter of Herod who tried to seduce John the Baptist and was responsible for his execution. That's who Salome is. Oh, okay. Due to its religious nature, the play wasn't allowed on the London stage, though. Is London anti-religious? No, it just was seen, it was, it was going to, I think the play was seen as sacrilegious. Oh. Um, you know, okay. I think they're so, so yeah. religious that they didn't let it in. Yeah. That, Bozo, that however, loved the play and wrote glowingly about it in his journal, like in the Oxford journal, he edited The Spirit Lamp. Mm-hmm. So after this, Oscar switched to comedies and he had his first hit with Lady Windermere's fan. What's that about? A society woman who confronts her husband about an affair. Oh, shortly it's a after comedy, that, though? yeah. Okay. I think he confronts her, and then they have a party, and there's like drama ensues and stuff. But it's a farce. I think so. I mean, I haven't seen it. Shortly <laughs> after that, Bozy left Oxford without a degree. He was still writing, though, oh. and Oscar regularly told people how brilliant of a writer he was. Their mm-hmm. relationship wasn't necessarily happy or healthy, though. Although Oscar was married, they were fairly public about their relationship, regularly dining together at fancy restaurants. And taking trips together and staying in hotels together and stuff like that. Yeah. It was neither directly spoken about nor hidden. At one point, Bozy got the flu and Wilde helped nurse him back to health. However, when Oscar got the flu from having nursed Bozy back to health, Bozy left him high and dry. Wow. Un- Just an example of cool, who he was. Bozy. Yeah, he This like was also asshole. Oscar's 40th birthday. <gasps> like, so instead of helping Oscar through his illness... Bozy went to a fancy hotel and sent Oscar, who was still like bed bound with the flu, a letter informing them that he charged the hotel bill in Oscar's name. I just just like seems like being audacity. a dick for no reason, you know? The audacity. It's like it never. It's like they were born that way, you know, man. Yeah. It's like well, I think from he, the I beginning think of just time. showing how spoiled he is. I think that Bozy's not a good person, and will no. Con- I think he will continue to not be a good person, and I think I mean, it's the kind of situation not. where. Everyone in Oscar's life that except Bozy was like, why are you with him? He sucks. Yeah, he's so, he's not even nice to you. But what do you see in him other than like a fat ass maybe? I don't know. I guess he had to be really, really good looking. He was really good looking. To be fair, he was really good looking. That's not enough. And it doesn't matter at this point. I know. know? It shouldn't matter. I'd have been out so fast. I would have been out out from the jump. So fast. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. During so our relationship, Bozy's a dick. Oscar's yeah. dying, or he's yeah. just sick. Well, he's, he's not, not dying. dying. He just has the flu. Yeah. During the relationship, Bozy's father regularly and openly disapproved of it. He threatened to cut his son off. He threatened violence. He told Oscar never to see Bozy again. Bozy would write back to his father and like insult him about this, or even threaten to shoot his father if it came to a fight between the Marquess and Oscar. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? They're both he crazy. Sounds, like, I think yeah. that, I I mean, think I get that it. what I'm understanding is that the Marquess has some pretty serious anger issues. Yeah, they're kind of unhinged, and, you know? And that Bozy has those same anger issues. It is just the sort of, like, the cycle of abuse or whatever, you know? Yeah. Bozy Apple was mistreated and abused by tree. his father, and so he has the same yeah. sort of anger issues. Yeah. No, yeah. Which is not really an excuse, it. but it's just like that's it's that was not... an excuse for Oscar. It was an excuse that Oscar used often, being like, Oh well his father's so mean and awful that yeah. you know, he can't help the way no that he wonder, was raised. Yeah, yeah, that Bozy is like this now. It's yeah. like he never stood and a chance. And it made him like but... feel for him. What an in eighteen ninety four, on the opening night of what is thought to be Oscar's greatest work, a play called The Importance of Being Earnest. Maybe you heard of it. I have. I have, Mark- Matt, but I don't know what it's about. Um, it's about, like, not mistaken identity, but maybe switched identity. I haven't seen this play either, but it's got sort of two guys swapping identities in it, I think. Okay. And I think one of them is named Ernest. Anyway, the Marquess <laughs> planned to throw vegetables at Oscar on opening night. Like, he was going to go in with just, like, a bag of fucking vegetables and throw Throwing it tomatoes. on stage. Yeah, Ooh. and throw it on stage while Oscar was, like, bowing. But thankfully, he yeah. was stopped by security at the door. 
<gasps> after this situation with his Lord. first son, which, you know, there was the rumors about the prime minister and that, or, yeah, the rumor about the prime minister and then the suicide. It seemed that the yeah. Marquess, who was already an asshole, was now like obsessively determined not to let another one of his sons be lost to the rumor of homosexuality. So he was Ooh. going off. Is he going to kill him too? On 18, on February 18th, 1895, he left a calling card at Oscar's club, like the social club that Oscar goes to. Mm-hmm. Basically like the Soho house or whatever, like whatever version of that Oscar goes to. Yeah. He left uh-huh. a calling card for Oscar there saying, for Oscar Wilde, posing sodomite. That was it? Yeah. Through Bosie's encouragement and despite his friend's desperate attempt to dissuade him, Wilde used this note to prosecute the Marquess for libel because this note was a public accusation that Wilde had committed the crime of sodomy. The only problem with that is the Marquess could only avoid a conviction in this case if he could prove that what he said was not only true, but that there was a public benefit to having made the accusation. Uh So he hired a private detective to look into Wilde. Wilde's friends, rightly, were saying, dude, this is true. That you are a sodomite? Sodomy is gay sex. Or within the law, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, you are gay. And you have gay sex. You have gay sex with Bozy. Like, (laughs) they're gonna prove it. How how would they prove it now? How would they prove it? prosecute someone for libel when what they said was technically true. Like, they were just kind of like, if you just ignore this, ignore it. You know what I mean? There are rumors about you being gay all over the place. You just ignore them. Why do you have to address this one? Well, because maybe this was the first one that was like written down in the way that it was. Or maybe it's because he's so close to Bozy. I think it it was because Bozy wanted him to. Sure. That too. But also, how do you prove, right? I mean, if there's been rumors swirling for years. There are ways to prove it. They just like, I mean, there's no, there's no like recording devices at this time i'm assuming well they wrote each other love letters did it say in the love letters that i love having gay sex with you (laughs) i you know you know that trials don't have to prove they don't have to have solid super solid evidence they just have to know they just have to yes yes but but those people can't already be like biased what i will say is if i was his lawyer do i think i could like wiggle my way out yes absolutely any, but I also I mean, would have told him lawyer. not to fucking bring the case. But what if he wins? Then what happens? Or what would he get? Like money or something? I think that the Marcos goes to jail for a little while. That honestly, I would do it. I think, I, you know, I think you should take his own advice and the like, forgive your enemies. Nothing upsets oh, them yeah, more. You could just forgive him and move yeah. on. Like that would have this pissed off true. the Marcos so much more. But then again, I don't know if that quote came before or after the trial. Probably after. <laughs> It seems like maybe a revelation he had later on. The trial became the first celebrity trial. It began on April 3rd, 1895 in front of an absolutely packed audience. Oscar's lawyers tried to get ahead of the many love letters that would be read aloud in court by reminding everyone that Oscar was a poet and he used poetic language. So just because he Mm. said things like the rose of your lips is beautiful and I miss it so much doesn't mean that he like is gay. Yeah. They tried to get, they tried to get ahead of that. Yeah. They really, they really tried. (laughs) They did their best. Uh, And they, they kind of did a good enough job because uh, Oscar Wilde is a poet and he does speak like that. You know, like even when he's speaking, he speaks very poetically and in like metaphors and, you know, beautiful symbolism and stuff like that. He's a romance languager. Yeah. In cross-examination, Oscar came off as witty, but flippant, and it didn't really endear him to the court. So, like, Um, they would ask him questions, and he would sort of wriggle out of stuff. Yeah, he didn't seem genuine. And it looked like like he was wriggling. Yeah, that's not good. He questioned Wilde about his many relationships with young men. Oscar admitted to being friends with them, but insisting that nothing untoward happened. At the yeah. start of the defensive case, they had, at, so that was during the prosecution's case. Mm-hmm. And I think there was also a moment, let me see if I can explain this correctly, where they were talking specifically about a one young man that Oscar was friends with. And they mm-hmm. asked Oscar if he ever kissed him. And Oscar said, no, he was un- he was kind of an unfortunate looking boy. And so then mm-hmm. the lawyer was like, why would it matter if he was unfortunate looking? And he was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, if you don't kiss boys, wouldn't that be the reason that you didn't kiss him? Not just because he's not hot. And Oscar <laughs> was like, an interesting point. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> At the start of the okay. defense's case... 
they announced that they had several male prostitutes ready to testify that they had had sex with Oscar. What the fuck? So those boys that Bozy and Oscar were hiring, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, we're going to spill all your fucking dirty laundry. Yeah. Wow. Because of this overwhelming amount of evidence, Oscar was persuaded to drop the case. However, the damage was already done. The Marquess insisted that the case couldn't be dropped without a judgment being made. So he was found not guilty for libel. And by finding him not guilty, it meant that what he said was true. Right. But even though- It was found to be legally true that Oscar had committed the crime (gasps) of sodomy. So he goes to jail? The same day, a warrant was put out for his arrest and he was charged with sodomy and gross indecency. His friends urged Oscar to flee. Does that mean what? I think gross indecency is covering in case they can't prove sodomy. Right, but- does that mean that all, like, everyone that he, like, all those prostitutes and Bozy and all, everyone that they were accusing him of? No. The sleeping with also? It's like, um, so libel is, in most cases, a civil suit, right? Where you're bringing it up to someone, not in a criminal way. But in mm-hmm. London, libel can be a criminal statute. If you're convicted of libel, but. No, but- libel itself. So when Oscar brought the case of libel against the Marquess, it was the crown or the government bringing the case of libel against him. So it was a criminal case, right? Uh-huh, you're right. And so Oscar was just a part of the prosecution. He wasn't bringing the case himself. Okay. However, when it was found that the statement was legally true, it was also the government and not one specific person that charged him with sodomy and gross indecency. Uh, okay. So the prostitutes and Bozy or anyone like, they're not a part of the case. Right. It's like... You know, when someone murders somebody else, the family of the murdered victim can help the prosecution, but they're not doing the case. They're not bringing the action against that other person. Yeah. Even so, but if the if the government wanted to go after all those people, that they they could because right, yeah, but they okay okay yeah, got you. I get it, get it, get it. His friends urged Oscar to flee to Paris, where he mm-hmm. would be safe, but he refused. On mm-hmm. April sixth. 1895, he was arrested. Wilde's former lover and close friend, Robert Ross, who we mentioned earlier, went to uh, Oscar's house and took as many personal writings as he could. So like any love letters, manuscripts, like notes of plays and stuff. He took as many of that as he could before it could be like ransacked and searched. Yeah. So we still have a lot of those, which is nice. Yeah. Bozy visited Oscar daily as he awaited his trial. So he was like in jail waiting for the trial to start. Wow. But not for that long, for 20 days, because he was arrested on April 6th. And on April 26th, Oscar's first trial started. Okay. He pled not guilty. He spoke really eloquently under cross-examination, including uh, a kind of really famous speech from this trial, which was in response to a question about a poem that Bozy wrote that references the love that dare not speak its name. So Bozy in the poem basically said there's love between a, a mother and father, there's love between a man and a woman, and then there's the love that dare not speak its name. Uh, between a man and a man. Yeah. Oscar explained that to be the love, not only between a man and a man, but more specifically between an older and a younger man, which was condemned in Victorian society. So I don't like this either that much, but he does reference ancient Greek, which it was a really big thing in ancient Greece that um, you would have this sort of mentor relationship between an older man and a younger man. And it would be romantic, but it didn't have to be romantic. And it was very social and political and very well accepted. And I have no idea. I don't know that you can even know the effects that that would have on the young man at this point in ancient Greece. So I don't know or want to speak to that. But I would say now it's not an acceptable thing. And I would even be willing to say that in the 1890s when this was happening, there were probably plenty of boys who feel like they were victimized by these situations that Oscar is talking about. Whether they felt yeah. victimized by Oscar Wilde himself, I don't know. No, but you can imagine, Map, like that whole, you know, even if you don't know, you could be yeah. like, that probably had some negative effects on... The inclusion of young men in this trial, guys. or that part of this story, has made Oscar Wilde's persecution for being gay a little bit more complicated to talk about, if that makes any sense. There are people Why? now who are saying that, like, oh, well, he wasn't actually uh, persecuted for being gay. He was persecuted for dating young men. And I don't necessarily think that's true. 
Yeah, no. I think it's the and gay part. And I don't part. know. Yeah. And I don't know that it's right to take away from the pain that persecuting gay men and LGBTQ people in general in history. I don't think you can take that pain away by just saying, oh, well, it was because he, it was younger men. Like, I don't think it was. I think that they didn't no. care. Because I don't think they, if he would have been dating 14-year-old women, like we were saying, yeah, yeah. nothing no would have happened cared. to him at all. Yeah, yeah. no, of, of course it's a, that was and also 14 was already like happening younger in that society. any of the men that I know of that he dated. And 14-year-old women were getting married on the reg. Yes. So. Yes, I agree. Agree. Again, I think it's very valid to say that that's gross and not acceptable, but I don't think that you can minimize the tragedy of him being persecuted for being gay. Agreed. That's what I'll say. Agreed. Who does does Oscar get married to? Like, who's the the other? Who's the the counterpart in this? Her name is Constance Lloyd. She's just vibing. She knows about Bozy and she doesn't like it, but she doesn't ever seem to really do anything about it until after this trial is she with oscar at this time well he's regularly traveling for work but she Uh has a like i think she has a house in like london and he lives there you know they're together i mean they're technically yes they're married and they are married and he is a pretty semi-regular part of their lives he just is busy working often yeah and and it's kind of like um fucking other boys i don't actually know the like distance and stuff but it would kind of be like if they lived outside of new york city and Mm -hmm. oscar had an apartment in new york city for work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was having affairs in the city you know yeah he still has that house out there he still has that life out there but he isn't really a part of it all the time family back there yeah okay got you yeah, yeah. The jury in the trial, the jury in this trial was unable to reach a verdict, but unfortunately at the retrial that was held in May, Oscar was found guilty. Oh, sucks he, for him. Yeah, he was sentenced to two years hard labor. For the most part, it is believed that Oscar's relationships were consensual. However, like I was saying, there's been a lot of discussion, particularly after the transcripts of the trial were released in 2000, that Oscar took advantage of young boys. The age of consent in England was 16 at the time. And a few years earlier, in like the 1880s, it was 13. Okay, gross. However, some, if not many of the boys that Oscar hired or had relationships with were under 18 while he was considerably older. So like, it's important to note that, but yes, I I think we've discussed that section to death yes. not to death but yeah. we've, we've mentioned it at this point yeah at yeah. oscar's urging bozy what was to some France. of the sorry what was some of the hard labor like it's not like so it's not like, um, is it like prison like, like yeah he's in prison go to jail at this time he's in prison and the hard labor part of it is like doing physical labor outside of like outside at the prison oh so it's like it's like modern day <laughs> yeah they listed what <laughs> like his actual stuff was i can't work. really remember what it is anymore but it's sort of the idea of like, you know how in America you would have the guys doing hard labor and they would be like breaking rocks with a, yeah with like mm-hmm. a hammer or whatever. It's like that kind yeah. of shit. Okay. Got you. So not, not it wasn't different. good. It wasn't great. No, no, it's nothing you want to be doing, but honestly, it's not, yeah, cause you could go now. to prison and then you're just in your cell, you know? Right. But and this was like hard useless. labor. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't think he was doing okay. anything that was helpful. It's not like he was building stuff that became, although that's slave labor and I don't like that either, but you know what I mean. I think he was <laughs> no, doing like of, that. I think it was a thousand like percent physically, still happens. Yes, that's what I mean. I don't want to like be like, well, it would have been better if he was making license plates because no, that still fucking no. sucks and it's bullshit. Yeah, no, no. But I, uh, I, but it was specified that he was not only going to be in prison, he was going to be doing hard labor. Right, right. That's part of his, like, punishment. punishment I just think yeah. it's funny how that For two has years, not though. changed, really. Yeah. At all. Okay. At Oscar's urging, Bozy fled to France during the first trial against Oscar because it was, like, like you were saying, Bozy, if Oscar's guilty of sodomy, then Bozy is also guilty because he's being 100%. accused of doing it with and Bozy. And also, Bozy fucking sucks, so he can eat yeah. a dick. Mood. She would probably, like, so maybe not eat a dick. <laughs> maybe eat a vagina instead. You got him. You got him good. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. After he was uh, after he was sentenced, Oscar spent two years incarcerated from 1895 to 1897. Prison greatly affected his health. He mm. collapsed from hunger and burst his eardrum in like oh. the first like the first few months of imprisonment. And he that had to sucks. spend a few months in the infirmary because of this. And I think that injury would eventually be compacted into like what he died from later on. Oh, when wow. he was finally allowed books and papers, which he had to like fight to get. 
he did begin to write. He wrote a 50,000 word letter to Bozy ending their relationship. A 50,000 word breakup letter. Wow. Which Good is like on the you, length Oscar. of the length of like a novel. Like that's a small yeah. novel. That's I mean, he started a trend right there. He was <laughs> right yeah. then and there. He wasn't allowed to send it, but he was allowed to take it with him when he was released on May 19th, 1897. The letter was eventually published, although Bozy claims he never received it. I think that Oscar gave it to Robert Ross and asked him to send it to Bozy and make a copy of it because he thought Bozy might burn it after he was given the letter. Oh, and he didn't want sure. Bozy to yeah, burn yeah. it because he knew it was like a piece he, of writing. And so Robert Ross yeah. kept it and then I think published it after his death. But So never actually gave it to Bozy. According to Bozy, he never received it. But Bozy could be lying. I'm sure he received he, it after it was published. Yeah, they, yeah. I think that's when he said he never received it. <laughs> I think they asked him and he was like, I never got that letter. I was yeah, like, well, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't well, <laughs> go ahead and read it and come back to me and tell <laughs> yeah. you what you think. He and Bozy reunited briefly in August of 1897 in France. They lived together in Naples. Like, they reunited oh. in France and then went to Naples. Wow. And they lived together for a few months before breaking up when both fa- both of their families threatened to cut them off. Uh, interesting. Wilde continued giving talks to earn money, to earn enough money to live, but his health was steadily declining. And his drinking was getting worse. On November 20th, he's living in Europe now. He doesn't go back to London ever after he gets out. Okay, good. He's sort of, he he's sort of in lesson. a way exiled. I don't yeah. know if he was like officially exiled or just sort of, they were like, you should probably go. Yeah. Just energetically, it didn't feel very good. Yeah. On November 25th, uh, 1900, at the age of 46, Oscar was diagnosed with meningitis or he had oh, meningitis. No. That's a death sentence, man. Yes, it was. Five days later, he died. He was buried in a cemetery outside of Paris before being moved inside the city in 1909. His tomb was commissioned by Robert Ross who had a compartment included. Uh, Robert Ross paid for the tomb. Oh, okay. He paid for a really big sort of ornate tomb that is sort of befitting the genius of Oscar Wilde for his burial site for him. And then included in that tomb, Robert Ross had a compartment created for his ashes, which were added when he died in 1950. Oh, Robert really loved that man. I think he really did. I think he would have been better off dating Robert instead of Posey, but that's not honestly for Posey me to decide. Was a fucking Posey mourned Oscar at his funeral, and he kind of took the position at the funeral of being like the widow. You know what I mean? Despite the fact that they had broken up at that point. Of course, he fucking did. Like the and hadn't been together for like years at that point. Although he yeah. did send Oscar money every once in a while because Posey was wealthy still, and Oscar hmm. was had nothing he had lost everything in the trials including his wife and children or whatever happened to them um his wife all accounts say that his wife was not happy with the trial and all that stuff and uh she asked him not to get back together with bozy and then he did get back together with bozy and so she never saw him again and she never let him see his kids again they changed their last name to holland instead of wild wild and they lived in europe as well they didn't want to be associated with him at all. Like his, yeah, that's uh, fair. She I didn't mean, want his fair. kids to be associated with him at the time, and so they changed. Yeah, her that's name. a. She that's died a before he did. Fair. I think she oh, had like a wow. she had a brain hemorrhage or heart failure or something. Like she died semi suddenly, but he yeah. never had a relationship with his kids. Sadly, no. Although before that, that he was always said to be a good father. Yeah, I bet that family now wish they had kept his last name. I think they took it back at some point. <laughs> Can you do that? Yeah, you can change it. We actually actually want this. If you change it away, you can change it back. No, yeah, I just think it's funny. You know, (laughs) there is also there was a rumor has it there was a fight between Robert Ross and Bozy at the gravesite. Like they, oh, I hope Robert beat his ass. Like there was a, I hope so too. Yeah, it was a tussle, and Robert's like, "You're a fake ass bitch," and Posey's like, <laughs> "So like, me? I'm in mourning. How dare you? The love of my That's life so is dead." And he was, what's his name again? And then checks his hand Who and are be you? like, "Osmond, I'm really yeah. mourning Osmond today." And you're like, "Okay." <laughs> Bosey went on to marry Olive Custance on March fourth, nineteen o two. That's kind of a cool name. Olive was a bisexual, which we Is Olive a man or a woman? Olive's a girl. It's his wife. But she is a bisexual. And her ex-girlfriend became the godmother of their child, Raymond, who was born in November of 1902. So interesting. So they're little, they're almost like a little thruple walking around. Yeah, there's a lot, there's some strings going on There's some thruple vibes. There's, yeah, that's a lot of, 
It's a lot of energy. By 1912, Bosey had embraced Catholicism and turned against Oscar, possibly because of the release of that 50,000 word breakup letter that Oscar wrote in prison. Wait, say that again, Mav. Sorry, what? By 1912, Bosey had embraced Catholicism and turned against Oscar. Wow. This what? could have also been caused by the release of that 50,000 word breakup letter and oh, him just being pissed about that it. That he never saw. Yeah. That sure. he never received. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get it. He founded a right-wing anti-Semitic magazine in 1920. He also got into several libel trials of his own, including one brought by Winston Churchill, <gasps> for which he was found guilty and sent to prison for six months in 1924. Bose, Bose he was? made up some shit about uh, Winston Churchill and his magazine and was found liable for it and had to go to Bose prison. Bose's never months. been a good guy, and but Bose I guess he never asshole. really stood a chance. He never stood a chance, but just what a... F like, just at every... I mean, he could have. He absolutely did stand a chance. You're making the wrong choices. He absolutely did stand a chance. Know. He was introduced to did people. You? Did he? To the kind. He was introduced to a community within Oscar Wilde's community that, like, could have been nice and supportive. Like, you know how many people are gay and grow up in conservative households that their parents hate the fact that they're gay and they find community and they find hope. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people with gross, abusive fathers who aren't gross and abusive themselves. You're right, ma'am. You're so right. So I'm more than there happy are... to say, fuck Bozy. <laughs> Unequivocally, fuck Bozy. He yeah. sucks. And I hope he's like burning in some place well, right now. But like, you know. Uh, after his prison I, and, stay. And you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Yes. Okay. After his prison stay, he began to soften on Oscar and began writing and giving speeches about that time in his life. He also seemed to let up on the anti-Semitism, but he never apologized. So... I'm not really counting it. I'm pretty sure he's once anti-Semitic, always anti-Semitic. You need to apologize for that chick because that's fucked up. It's Especially true. because this Kanye. is 1940s Ooh. Europe. Tough. Tough time. Tough time. Bozy died on March 20th, 1945 at age 74. Woo! He was buried next to his mother, who actually only died in 1935 at age 90. Wow. Fun that's, fact. They live a long time, those, those, those Bozies. Well, you know, women... <laughs> women but even at 20... that time though like that's a long to live to 90 yeah. at that at that time yeah. was crazy well, she was rich her whole life oh so hmm. in 2017 fun. oscar wilde was pardoned for homosexual acts that were no longer considered offensive after the passing of the of what is called the alan turing law <gasps> so, interesting good for him he he's was no i mean dead though a lot of good though. a lot of good the pardon does yeah it's like he's 117 years after your life ended like a lot of good it does now yeah but they're trying they're coming back and the alan turing law of course is named after alan turing the guy who basically invented computers mm -hmm. and was also gay and was prosecuted for being gay and he was treated terribly that's horrible yeah horribly so yeah that's opinions. it man that's the end of it okay thoughts, I, opinions i have i have opinions i have thoughts i let's go I appreciate Oscar Wilde for, like, everything that he did intellectually and, like, his, you know, his writings and how many fucking philosophical quips, you know, he had that are still, I think, super relevant to today. Yeah. I even love that he was a gay man, you know, shout out to representation, even though it, like, it, it went really weird at a lot of stages, you know, in his life. But I think that's because yeah. of how polarizing, you know, it was to be that. And it's like, you can't, I, I assume you couldn't just be like a normal gay person <laughs> and have like a happy life and like live. Right. Yeah. There weren't and, necessarily like, you know, a lot of do all openly gay men in their thirties for him to Yeah. Date. There's not a lot of options. I feel like for, for gay men of all, you know, um, yeah. ages, whatever. Yeah. I uh, the, the teenagers are rough. The teenagers are rough to take from the story. That's... Yes. I don't think it's okay that, like... No. He had relations with boys, you know? As in with all of the couples that we've talked about, where, like, it, yeah. it was like, a man and a woman, yeah. and, like, they, you know, they get married when they're, like, 25 years apart, and you're like, okay, I, I, sure, I guess so. But, like, that whole just era, I think, of, like, that being acceptable is really fucked. And I don't... Yes. I don't think that, that was ever a good thing but yeah, I, I agree i i haven't come away from this like hating oscar i think he's no, definitely like, i think he lives in the gray area you know what i mean yeah like dorian gray 
Except that guy hmm. didn't live in the gray era. He lived that in guy a very was a dick. selfish area. Era. But I, I, I do appreciate Oscar for, like, everything that he contributed to society. Like, outside of his, like, weird... Outside of his, like, personal life. You yeah. know? Like... As we've said a few times, I think I if like he was dating girls the exact same age... Even yeah, being married, be no, there would have been zero issue. No one would have thought twice about it at all. And those girls still would have been just as victimized as the boys might have been. A thousand so. percent. Maybe even more because they would have had to bear yeah. children when they were like 12. True. You know? I yeah. don't think he loved his wife at all. I don't even really remember her as I think that he story. loved his wife in the way <laughs> that a lot of gay men have like loved their beards. You know what I mean? Like I think there was a real friendship there. You think so? I, I mean, think you probably so. know more about it than I do. I have no idea who she is or, like, anything about her. So, I believe I th- you. I think they had a really good and happy relationship. I think it just, like, the trial and everything like that just became too much. And when yeah. the safety of her children gets wrapped up in it, which that really was a real concern for her, I'm sure. Yeah, which makes sense. That makes sense. It became harder to sort of turn your a blind eye to the situation, especially when, like, she asked him not to get back together with Bozy, and he did anyway. Like, she sent him money when he was in Europe. Really? Like, she helped support him while she was alive. Yeah. Hmm. And I think okay. even she knew that Bozy was, like, not a good vibe, you know? No. No. Like, it was Definitely not a healthy relationship. It was not good negative for him. Negative energy. It was not good he, he for sucks. anyone involved. And yeah. I think multiple no. times people asked him not to stay with Bozy, not to go to Bozy, and they always did. They always went back to each other in a really, like, unhealthy way. You know? Not unlike a lot of relationships today, Mav. It's like you got that one toxic motherfucker, and it's like no matter how many times your friends and your family tell you it's not a good look, you're like, well, I love him, or I love yeah. her, and la da 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 And then, yeah. you know what? It's never gonna end well. It's classic. It's never gonna end well. It is classic. It's classic, and it's honestly hilarious how much humanity has and has not changed yeah hilarious um but i do i do love oscar wilde and i think this might inspire me to like read more of his things yeah i think i need to read the i need to read the picture of you Dorian should Gray read for picture sure. of Dorian Gray. you should read that i do and i think really i want to i think in your thoughts there are some good uh film versions of the importance of being earnest of the importance of being earnest so you can watch that too <gasps> i do need to see that too so the sources for this episode is mainly just the book Oscar Wilde and the Life by Matthew Sturgis, which is very long and covers his whole life and really talks about him like he is an incredibly important figure. So it's dense. It's like I got the audiobook and it's almost 40 hours. So it's a dense book. Oh. But um, it seemed it was really informative. It really <laughs> helped me out. Yeah. Did you listen? You listen to the whole thing? Yeah. Which was kind I'm of impressed. annoying just because Bozy didn't show up until like part four. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to yada, yada, yada through three full parts of this book. With respect, I'm going to have to yada, yada, yada. I need to condense the first like 20 hours of this into two paragraphs. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Our intro outro song is Feeling Good by White Hot from Freebeats.io. Okay. And we yeah. will see you next month with a fresh couple, fresh take. Woo! And, uh, We love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.